gather, ye peasants, around your poxy campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror, and... No! No! I'm not going to say any more of this rubbish nonsense! Bring me peaches and cider! And while you're at it, bring me the head of Robin Hood! Oh no! It's Bad King John! Call me that again, and I will have your knees broken, Pear Bear. Oh yeah, that's right. I know who you are. Ah! I know who all of you are! Ah! Why are you here, King John? And why are you being so shouty? Because, Belmo, I've heard all about that stupid little show you've been doing. What? The Silly History Boys Show? No, not your lame podcast. Hurtful. Your little play. The Lion and the Weasel. I hear that you've been touring it round all over the place. Well, two places. <laughs> Wouldn't exactly call it a tour. <gasps> Wouldn't you, Tombo? Wouldn't you? Hey, pass me that brick. Um, okay. Here you go. Thank you. <laughs> Answer me back again, and when you get home, there'll be more children. Do you understand? No, please, Your Majesty, have mercy. Bob, Bob. Go get help! Right you are, Uncle Bilbo. King John, please. What do you want? To set the record straight. This Lion and the Weasel show of yours has been making me look like a terrible king. Um, you were quite terrible. Was I? Was I really? Tombo, hand me that brick. There you go. Thanks. Ow! What was that one for? That was for the Squires Tournament. Now, where was I? Ah, yes. Your stupid show has been making me look way worse than my older brother, Richard. Richard the Lionheart. Tombo the Brick. No chance. Joke's on you! I brought my own! Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, Bilbo the Lionheart. Such a, such a, such a lame nickname! It's not as lame as Soft Sword. Oh no. You leave these silly hosiery boys alone, brother. Um, it's history boys? That's what I said. Now, John, you know full well that this is my episode, and I don't appreciate you butting in. But, Richard! <clears throat> but, Your Majesty, they're going to betray me as some giant weasel faced bumhead! That's because you are a giant, weaselly-faced bumhead, John. Now run along. I'll see you in about five minutes when the boys start listing father's progeny. I was his favourite! Yes, yes, we'll get to that. Off you go. Just, just you wait. Just you wait till I get my episode. And it'll be the hundredth episode of the I heard that! Thanks for saving us from Bad King John, Your Majesty. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, such well, a weasley well, face. Well, 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 thank you, thank you, Bob, Bob. You're a mate. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, boys. And the good news for you is that my rates are very reasonable. Um, what? 20% of all your worldly goods is all I'll need as payment for services rendered. Then I'll be on my way. But why? Aren't you super rich? You're the King of England! I'm off on crusade, lad. Gotta get Jerusalem back off that pesky Salahuddin. Do you know how far away the Holy Land is? Googling. 
Crikey! Says here Leeds to Jerusalem is 2,361 miles, as the crow flies. And by road, it's more like 3,150 miles. Do you have any idea how much it costs to raise a massive army and then take it 3,000 miles? That's why I gots to get paid, yo. Your contribution towards the war effort will make a huge difference. 20% of 17 quid isn't going to make a difference. We're not giving you any money. I'd give you £5, but I loaned it to Pearbest 69 episodes ago. Well, if you can't pay, we'll have to figure out something else. Well, okay, but Bilbo's the prettiest. Stop it. Tell you what. You can be my indentured servants. We don't want to do that. Or, like the 12th century king that I am, I could just have you all executed. I'll get myself. I'll get get my coat. Then we're decided. You will travel with me to Jerusalem. But how do we get there? We go to where the men speak Italian and then continue until they speak something else. Oh my god. We're doing Kingdom of Heaven. We're doing Kingdom of Heaven. Are you going to turn out to be Liam Neeson? Or one of our dads? Or both? I don't think so, but you never know. Get your things, boys. And while you do that, let's hear about my early life and how awesome I was. Hush cut to narration. Richard the Not-Yet-Lionheart was born on the 8th of September, 1157, at Beaumont Palace in Oxford. His mother was Eleanor of Aquitaine, and his father was a man with far too many children. Henry II, the King of England. You may know him from such escapades as Birth of the Modern Legal System and Will No One Rid Me of This Meddlesome Priest? He featured in our William Marshall trilogy, dear listener. Check it out if you haven't already. Henry had eight children, five boys and three girls. Eight? By the gods. And that's just from his wife? Indeed. He had many illegitimate children too. One of them was called William de Longespee. Which is not at all funny. No matter how far he could pee. The Longespee was made the Earl of Salisbury. Which rhymes. <laughs> Uh, there were more bonus children, too. There was... As a good Catholic, I only recognise children born within the comforting restraints of matrimony. Also, this episode can only be so long, so get on with it. Righto. Henry II and Eleanor of Aquitaine's first-born child was William, Count of Poitiers. Sadly, William died very young. Next came... He- oh, no. Uh, Tombo, hide the crayons! Too late! I have found your crayons and consumed them. That's right, dear listeners, me, Henry, the young king, next bird of Henry II's children. Brings me crayons, teal, ochre, chaos black. Get in my face. <laughs> so waxy. It's like drinking fruity candles. I'll have to pay for this on the toilet later. Then came Richard. You met him earlier. Then Geoffrey, Duke of Brittany. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me on the show, boys. I'd not even heard of me before you started researching the show. No worries, your dukeness. Next came Matilda, Duchess of Saxony, and Leonora, Queen of Castile. The last of the girls arrived next. Joan, Queen of Sicily. And then, finally, 
the eighth and youngest child of Henry II and Eleanor of Aquitaine. Oh no, don't say it, he'll come back. We have to. The list will not be complete without John. Ah Here's Johnny! Yeah! One for you! Ow, my beautiful face! One for you! Ah, my beautiful throat! And one for you as well! Ah, my beautiful space marine! Drop, man boy! <laughs> I hate you so much! <laughs> hey, why doesn't Bob Bob get a brick? Same team, man! Because my little brother knows he'll be in a lot of trouble if he dares brick my dear Uncle Bob-Bob. Flip say we just go away! <clears throat> go away, your majesty. I will not. I've told you already, this is my episode. I will not have you getting your weaselly awfulness all over it. Now be off with you. The soggy hentai boys... Uh, history boys, your majesty. Well, that's what I said. Now, come on, John. The boys haven't even started properly yet. It's the seventh page of the script, and all they've done so far is list mother and father's children. Clearly, the introduction has stalled. Classic pepper. And you're not helping anyone by throwing bricks at their heads and necks. It worked for my nephew, Arthur of Brittany. That was a closed casket funeral, boys and girls. <laughs> Did you just try and insert a you fact? into my episode. Um, no. You can show yourself out, brother. Now. But I'm in the next scene. You're only four years old in the next scene, so a different actor will be playing you. Now, leave. Yeah, well, soaks on you, because I'd already decided to leave. So, yeah, stupid wire fart. I heard that! Right, boys, this is taking too long. The next scene is in the year 1170. Go! 1170? Well, that's the year Henry II divided his land amongst his children to ensure a, a smooth succession. Bingo! How did that go for him? Terribly! He forgot that all of us were history people and therefore... Awful! Awful. Exactly! Even worse, I was 13! Oh, I, Henry II, have become slightly ill, and therefore I now need to ensure a smooth succession in case this illness sees me off. Oh uh, no, father, would you like a crayon to suck on? I like the red ones when I'm poorly, the penicillin. Uh, no, Henry, my eldest and most stupid of my sons. I would not like a crayon. How are you going to ensure a smooth succession, King Dad? An excellent question, Richard, next oldest of my sons. Why has your voice changed so much since you were last on the Silly History Boys show, King Dad? You sound like a different person entirely. That too is an excellent question, young Geoffrey. And I would counter with this question. Why do you sound like a 42-year-old man doing an 11-year-old's voice? Touché. Any more questions? I've got one. What is it, John? Who A brick. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Excellent bricking, my son. So precocious. Now where were I? Oh, yeah. The succession. I'm going to divide my lands between you all, so you know which bit you all get to be in charge of when I'm gone. 
This will stop you all squabbling over who gets what. The last thing our great Angevin Empire needs is a war for succession. Actually, King Dad, whilst calling it the Angevin Empire sounds great, real history people will judge you. It's not really an empire, you see. More of a collection of independent kingdoms that acknowledge you. Not entirely willingly, of course, as the head of state. For example, Louis VII, King of France, rules over a huge swathe of your empire by your own agreement. John, be a dear and remind your brother what happens when people interrupt me. Yes, King Dad! Ow! Shut up, Geoffrey. Sorry, King Dad. Now, Richard, you will receive Aquitaine as your inheritance. The middle and south of what will one day be modern France? Nice! Geoffrey, you will receive Brittany. That's the uh, sticky outy northwest bit of France. Hit me, baby, one more time with all that land. Henry! You will be King of England and the ruler of Normandy. Hooray for me! In fact, to really hammer that idea home to all the other rulers and barons and whatnot, I'm going to make you co-king with me now! This calls for golden crown to celebrate. No, it doesn't. Where do I get? You don't get anywhere, John. You're only four. Not fair! Hey, you put that brick down, young man. No! I thought you didn't get anything, you little lackland. Not lackland. I'm the favourite. No, I'm the favourite. Oh dear, looks like someone's overtired. Yeah, little Johnny Lackland needs his bed. I meant you, Henry. Go on, off to bed with you. I don't want to. I'm King of England and on my own bedtime. Go to bed. You go to bed. By the Lord above, we don't stand a chance. With the Angevin not actually an empire, divided amongst his sons, Henry II could rest easy. Until he couldn't. In 1171, Richard went to Aquitaine to take his position as Duke, a position formally recognised the next year in 1172. But whilst Richard was learning how to rule his lands, his brother Henry the Younger was finding that being co-king was not all that it was cracked up to be. Forgive me, Duke Richard. Yes? What is it? Who are you? I'm busy duking. Uh, pardon the interruption. Lord, I am Guillaume de Gordon, a minor noble in your court. I was hoping you could help me with a dispute I'm having with my neighbour. Don't listen to him, your dukeness. Everything that spews from his mouth is a pack of lies. It is not. Tis too. Is not. Gentlemen, what is the dispute? He stole my cows. Did so not. Did too. Did not. Oh my god, shut up. Where did this theft occur? Near my chateau. It's called Chalou Chabrol. You may have heard of it. Nope, and I doubt I'll ever visit. You, why did you steal this man's cattle? For the beef? I mean, I didn't. Ha, he admitted it. Oh, craggy. Well, there's no choice. You've admitted your guilt. I hereby strip you of all titles and grant them to... What's your name? Imar the Fifth, Viscount of Limoges, Your Grace. Right. I hereby award you all of this man's lands and titles. And him! He's yours now. Hooray! Ah, you'll pay for this, you teenage jerk. I'll raise a fine, strong family, and one day we'll have our revenge. 
This isn't the last you've heard of the Degordans. Yeah, whatevs. Now, be gone. Yes, Your Grace. Come on, Degordan. I've got a mop with your name on it and a guard robe battered by rich French cuisine. Ah, oh, God, so much butter and garlic. No, no. Presenting His Co-Majesty, Henry the Younger, Co-King of England and Duke of Normandy. Ugh, now what? Hello, Brother Richard. Hello, Henry. What are you doing in Aquitaine? Has King Dad died? No, not yet. I'm here to see if you fancy joining me in a bit of rebelling. Against whom? Against... King Dad! You want to rebel against our Lord, King and Father? Why? Because they won't let me do anything! I had ordered the finest waxmakers in the land to make me the largest crayon that the world had ever seen, and it told them to stop it! Instead, it was an irresponsible waste of the kingdom's resources! It's so mean! Doesn't understand me! Right. And then I ordered that everyone in the land had to wear underpants on the outside of their trousers. And they put a stop to that too. It's tender that was stupid and it was so hurtful. It is stupid. But the tipping point was when you gave stupid John some really cool castles that I wanted. That was the tipping point. Don't put your cat in the microwave, Henry. Stop getting stuck in the dishwasher, Henry. No, you can't outlaw the colour green, Henry. What's the point of being king if you can't even do what you want? Even when your ideas are really good? I'm not entirely sure that that is the point of being king. My friends say it is. What friends? My plotting friends. They are really clever and cool, and they let me stay up late and eat sugar from the bag. I brought one of them with me to say hello. Oh, hello. I'm Louis the Seventh, King of France. Isn't my father the King of France? He's king of a lot more bits of it than I'd like, but no. How about I knight you and promise you can keep Aquitaine if you help your brother Henry's rebellion? I don't know. Come now, dear. Do as the nice French king says. Mother? What are you doing here? It's Aquitaine, Richard. It's my home. My name is literally Eleanor of Aquitaine. Oh, yes, I remember. Now be a good boy and rebel against your father, would you? Yeah, come on, brother. Jeffrey's on board too. It'll be all the boys and mum against dad. Like in that film I watched in my mind. Ugh, fine. If I must... Did I hear something about a knighting? Hooray! Let us seal our deal by sharing a black crayon. The most devious of all the crayons. Uh, no. And so Henry II's sons rose up against him in what the contemporary poet Jordan Fantsome described as a war without love. Imagine how awful it would be to have your own children rebel against Well, I don't have to. Hazmat's a teenager now. Isn't that right, Hazmat? Go f*** yourself, old man. Ow, my parent feelings! Initially, the rebellion met with success and besieged a few castles in King Henry's French territories. In answer to this, he spent a huge sum of money hiring an army of 20,000 mercenaries that then opened a massive can of Whoop Bottom on King Louis. 
The French king ran away and soon after, Brittany was back in Henry II's hands. Next, Henry captured Eleanor, his own wife, remember, and imprisoned her. Young Henry was supposed to be heading to England to spark further rebellion, but his father guessed the plan. And landed before him with 500 men and a whole load of prisoners, including all his son's wives and fiancés and their mum. Now that is effective parenting. Rebelling. Eh? Right then. Straight to bed with no dinner, no wife and no mother. While all of this was going on, Richard was campaigning against his father's supporters in Aquitaine. You there! The people of La Rochelle! I am your rightful lord! Open your gates at once! No! What do you mean, no? I'm Duke of Aquitaine! So what? We're not gonna listen to some punk kid! Why are you like 13? I'm 16 now, actually, and already recognised as a great leader of men! Well, we only recognise King Henry! Which one? The old one! Your dad! Ugh! Wait! Don't I know you? You should do! Should I? Yeah, I'm Guillaume de Gordon. You gave all my land to that Viscount, remember? No! You don't remember? You ruined my life! So? I'm a 12th century Plantagenet. I've ruined loads of people's lives! Ha ha ha! Right! Cecil, hand me that crossbow! None of that one! There's no way you're going to hit me from there. Wall time! <laughs> Told you! <laughs> right, I'm bored of you now. Goodbye. Loyal barons, to me. Yes, my lord? How can we aid thee? Because, like, if it's being loyal, then we are way ahead of the game. Oh, M. Gosh, we are so loyal. It looks like we'll have to retreat to Sunt. Begin preparations. Are you... Are you absolutely sure you want to do that, Your Grace? Of course. We're not getting into La Rochelle because of that fellow on the walls whose name I've already forgotten! It's Guillaume de Gordon! Take this! Stop that! Ah, oh, where was I? Ah, oh, yes. Prepare the men. We march for Sunt. Richard made the city of Sunt his base of operations but soon learned that his father had gained the upper hand against his brothers, and also captured his mum and imprisoned her. Instead of pressing his advantage, however, Henry II sued for peace. Perhaps he thought his children had learnt their lesson. But they hadn't, especially if that lesson was never listen to the King of France. Louis told Richard that he shouldn't agree to his father's terms, so he didn't. Henry then laid siege to Sant, but Richard managed to escape. The war of father versus sons, and their mum and the King of France, raged into the following year, 1174. But when King Henry raised the siege of Rouen and then battered the forces of King Louis and Henry the Young King, a peace treaty was signed, the Treaty of Mont-Louis. Hang on! Louis told Richard not to agree to King Dad's terms, then immediately made terms with King Dad. Yep, and to make things worse, the peace treaty specifically excluded Richard. It would take a trip to Henry's court in Poitiers and a massive apology to finally make peace. <laughs> what are you boys doing? Uh, we're narrating, Your Majesty. It's how we tie the silly scenes together and inject delicious facts into all the episodes. Well, that's 
Nice, dear Uncle Bob-Bob, but, but it appears you've stopped digging. Where will the soldiers poo if the silly hyperbole boys haven't finished the latrine? It's history, boys, Your Majesty. That's what I said, Tombo. <laughs> now get digging. No, no more. This far, but no farther. No, this is ridiculous. All we want to do is tell the story of Richard the Lionheart. Why are we digging a trench in a medieval war camp? Because the soldiers need somewhere to poo, obviously. What soldiers? These soldiers we're marching to Jerusalem with, Bilbo. We're kingdom of heavening it, remember? I miss the narrative, Arda Larder. We all miss the larder, Bilbo, but it's gone. Never to return. All you have now is whatever narrative device the writer can piece together. This week, it's loosely based on the plot of Ridley Scott's movie, Kingdom of Heaven. Mainly because I'm in it for a few seconds. And because it's a great film. Well, the extended version is, but it's nearly four hours. But it's on YouTube for free. Only you and Pear Bear think that, Bob Bob. Most people find it dull. Very dull. Half of our target demographic haven't even seen it! I know! If only someone hadn't burnt down the larder. Sad. Now, whilst you're narrator digging, why don't you skip over the bit where I had to crawl on my hands and knees to beg forgiveness from my father and move straight on to me taking vengeance on my barons? The loyal barons that helped you rebel against King Henry? The very same! King Dad imprisoned my mum to make me behave and told me that the barons who had joined me in the rebellion had to be dealt with. So I went back to Aquitaine and I sorted them out. Told them off and whatnot? More the and whatnot, if I'm being honest. Five years that campaign lasted. It all came to a head at Tyburg in the Charont Valley. The year was 1179, and I was, by this point, 22 years old, and no longer voiced by a troubled teen superstar. Five years. Five years he's been at us. Surely the Duke will remember how loyal we were in a minute. Surrender the castle of Tyburg to me immediately, loyal barons. My army has crushed yours. I have put your land to fire and sword. There is no escape. This castle, like all the rest of your castles, is to be returned to the state it was in 15 days before the outbreak of my war with King Dad. That is so weirdly specific. I know, right? I think King Dad is feeling vindictive. So next time, don't rebel against your rightful king. We only did it because you told us to. Yes, yes, it's an awkward situation whichever way you look at it. But it worked out all right for me, so I don't care. Surrender, please. Remind me, why did we follow that little punk in the first place? Oh, goodness. You can't call the Duke a little punk, huh? No, stop being so loyal. He was a little punk when he ordered us to war, and he still is. I heard that. We followed him because if we hadn't, he'd have put our lands to fire and sword. Yes, and what exactly has he spent the last five years doing? Um... Precisely. All of our castles sieged to bits, returned to the state that they were in 15 days before the war. 
I had my castle completely redone whilst the war was on. I had a new towers, battlements, a hot tub. Keep pulled it all down. He salted my fields and weed in my commemorative carp pond. Well, look, there's no ways getting in here. Telebor is utterly impregnable. My castle is unapproachable from three sides. You should have made it unapproachable from four sides. <laughs> Prepare for epic combat, you loyal barons. I am starting to feel oh, less loyal. Oh, how, how could you say such, such a thing? What is wrong with you? Uh, did he hypnotize you or something? I died doing what I loved. Being loyal. <sighs> Your first mistake was doing what I told you. Your second was not doing what I told you. That does not make any sense. Doesn't it? No. Well, it doesn't matter. Soldiers, you may enter now. I have done the glorious bit of the fighting. I have captured your impregnable castle. The Baron's Rebellion is over. We only rebelled because you told us to. No, not the rebellion against my father. I'm talking about this rebellion against me for punishing you for rebelling against my father. Keep up. Uh, what? Are you supposed to be dying? No, yes, Soz. <sighs> and thus, the last of the rebellious but loyal barons is dealt with. Men, let us give thanks to God. Um, I'm still alive. Oh, are you? Yes, it appears you only lightly ran me through, my lord. Uh, what is your name? Geoffrey de Rancon, my duke. Lord of Talibur Castle. Swear loyalty to me now and forever, and I'll let you live, Geoffrey de Rancon. I do kidding! The entire reason that we're in this mess is because of my loyalty to you. I am not kidding in any way. Depending on which version of these events you're lightly Googling, you either live or you die right here and now. Which is it to be? I choose to live. Then rise, Geoffrey de Rancon. I forgive you for obeying me and then not obeying me. I am so confused, but I will stand. Ah! Oh! Oh my god, the hideous pain. Ha! Delights like passing a Lego brick. There. I'll give it to you, my duke. You have the core de Leon, the heart of a lion. I do, don't I? <laughs> Hooray for me, the lion heart! Hooray for Richard the Lionheart! God save the Lionheart! And that, boys, is how I earned the name Lionheart. Is it? 
Well, maybe not exactly like that, but it was during the campaign against my own barons that I was first called Coeur de Lyon. For beating up your own team. That doesn't seem massively heroic. It was primarily for my skill at fighting and my magnificent leadership, Bilbo. It wasn't specifically about who I was fighting. Did you then rule Aquitaine peacefully for the next few years? Gods, no. Within a couple of years, I was on campaign again. It turned out some of my barons thought me cruel and unreasonable and decided to have another rebellion, and this time with the help of Philip II of France. Another rebellion? What happened? Well, they... Right. What was that? Soldiers, halt! What's going on? We've got company. Oi! Using the Del Maps down there! Give us all your chicken and cans of coke! Oh no, Saracens! That's right, Tombo. A lot of Saracens, by the looks of it. Men, prepare for battle! But I don't want to be in a battle. I'm sleepy from all the marching to Jerusalem. Boys, looks like we'll have to finish my story next week. Archers to the rear! Protect the baggage! Man at arms! Draw your blades! Shields up, lads! It's gonna get messy! Well, this is another fine mess for... <laughs> the silly history boy! And for all the family feuding, loyal baroning, <laughs> and throat-bricking, we are, as always, sorry! Episode 80 of the Silly History Boy Show was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. The parts of Bad King John, the crayon-eating Henry the Younger, the extremely loyal Baron Geoffrey de Rancon, and a Saracen lad were played by me, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. The parts of one of England's most important kings, Henry II, Guillaume de Gordon. Remember him, remember him for future episodes. And yet another loyal baron, royal baron number four in fact, were played by the wonderful Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. The titular part of Richard I, the Lionheart, King of England, well, future King of England, and um, Duke of Aquitaine, the big role, <laughs> you ever caught me doing that, I'd never hear the last of it, and Loyal Baron Number One, were played by Stu the Pear Bear Perry, who also wrote this week's episode as well and did a jolly good job of it too, I feel I ought to say, because it's true. Ha <laughs> ha! Right. Who's next? Why, it's Geoffrey of Brittany, Imar V, the Viscount of Legum, and the third of your loyal barons were played by Tom, Tom Fool Tombo Furmore. Well done, Tom. Well done indeed. And returning as the iconic role, Eleanor of Aquitaine, one of our greatest ever queens, it's Beth, 
Beth Starfillmore coming back after her brilliant turn in the William Marshall trilogy. Thanks so much for coming back, Beth. The fans, it's what the fans wanted to see. Cameos, cameos, cameos galore. Where are those lads for the Nats Genius podcast? We need them back quickly. And the other, it's a family affair, ladies and gentlemen, the other Perry appearing in this week's episode. He sounds a little bit different from when he first appeared as, uh, in, in, the, in the earlier episodes, but I better stop rambling because the titular part of young Richard the Lionheart was played by Harry Hazmat Pearbear, and he did it wonderfully well as well. And, my God, it is such a family affair, it's untrue because... Because doing the part of young King John, it's none other than Jago Unchained, little Jagger the Jagger Tristram, Jago Tristram in his first ever, no, not quite, no, he was a tiger, wasn't he? In his first speaking part in the Silly History Boy show, we shall watch his career with great interest, ladies and gentlemen, great interest indeed. The Silly History Boy show is, as ever, indebted to the kind services of Zapsplat of Zapsplat.com who provided zips, zaps, splacks, boings, all the sound effects and some music as well for the show this week and we gave great thanks in previous episodes and we give them again to musical science man Australia's finest Scott Scotty Buckley for the use of his music this week. And for the 80th time in a row, we pay homage to Lord Fastfingers for the Silly History Boys Show theme tune. Check out our social media at Silly History Boys Show on Facebook, SHB underscore show on Twitter, and Silly History Boys on Instagram. Hey, and if you enjoy all this for free and you like to give us some money, uh, then you can follow the Kofi link on this link. And in addition, a big, wet, blubbery thank you to the Morrow family, um, who not only gave us 20 quid out of their own pocket money, I'm sure, um, also came to see us in Beeston Castle and drew us, uh, drew us a lovely picture. Um, and we were very touched, so thank you very much. Um, we do like meeting you all when we see you in the real world. Uh, when we started, we, we thought we'd never see another silly person again. Uh, so yes, so thank you very much to all the Morrow children and uh, who apparently listened before bed, so um, uh, the 20 quid came on the condition that I tell you all to go to bed right now. Okay, um, the rest of that, go, I tell you what, that goes for the rest of you as well, because it's getting late, look at that. Um, even if you're on the way to work, it's time for you to go to bed. Right, um, I am your dear Uncle Bob Bob, and I will see you again in the future. Thank you, bye. 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 Count of Poitiers. Poitiers. Count of Poitiers. Oh, Poitiers. I think that's right, mate. I've been saying Poitiers all these years because I'm uh, a bit of a history guy.